ghouls. Son of a bitch. What are we talking about yeah, now? funny little green ghouls. Go what? Like in movies and cartoons? What? Are we... oh, green ghouls, buddy. Don't write ghouls. I'm not. That's one. That one's gonna be mine. What's up, guys? This is Area Two One Five coming at you hot with hot vodka over here. The two-inch Punisher down on the floor. Bothered, Batman. Not like sexual, like hot and bothered. Just bothered. <laughs> also, you chose to be on the floor. I did. My back hurts. All right, so we're coming at you with a Yuletide episode. Yes. Wait, hold on. Did you think that I was trying to say you guys put me on the floor? Yeah. <laughs> like you guys were like, no, you sit down. Nobody put Shame. baby in the corner. <laughs> well, I'll, I'm not going to lie. I didn't see my chair was folded up on the, the side and I wasn't here last week. And I was like, did they just make me evaporate? And we I made just you have to stand in the corner now. We made you evaporate. We made Joe stand I was for just an about hour. to say, thank you, Joe. You did fucking fantastic. And I liked listening to us without me a lot more. Anyway, <laughs> Sam made us a surprise. I made a surprise shot. Uh, it's probably going to be disgusting. I did not make this up myself. This is something I found online. Should we say what we're doing first? Yeah. Well, so I said it makes- it's a Yuletide episode. Yeah, but we okay. I have a thingy. I have a speech. All right. Well, let let's do the shot first. Okay. You hear that? Mixing this bitch. Ice, ice. Sam, you look so cool. I want to give you like tips and stuff. You want to give me tits and stuff? Tips ooh, ooh. with the p- tips. Oh, it's a pretty color. It's leaking. <laughs> what, what color is it? It's like pinky. Oh. All right. It looks um, like strawberries. One, two, three. Yule cat sluts. Yule cat Hail sluts. <laughs> meow, meow, meow. Oh, that is weird. Hmm. I don't hate it. I don't know why. I I actually kind of like that. I hated I, it for like that first second. And then say, it I immediately don't... became way better. I think this is the thing I was afraid of at first, uh, but it doesn't taste bad at all. It didn't smell good when I did it the way that the instructions told me to do it. <laughs> so I added lemon juice to it to make it more tart. Well, you what smart. Was it? Mm. So that was pinnacle pumpkin spice vodka that my mom got me for my birthday that I have no idea what to do with. Thanks, mom, though. Um, cranberry juice, orange juice, and then a little bit of lime juice or lemon juice. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's got a good like tart end to it. You don't really taste the pumpkin spice, which I'm kind of happy about hearing all those things together, but I think it's like more so on the back end. That's that weird Yeah, like the finish. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't I surprisingly didn't hate it and I was definitely afraid of it. Um but <coughs> surprise well, it wasn't like milk based. I know. I, I my my hear fears of childhood and also the movie Heathers. Hey, anyway, um let me get this bitch started. Um so in this episode we're going to Iceland for for it. Um not really cuz you know C19 and all that jazz. Also, I want to point out none of us are Icelandic. Yeah. So, <laughs> um but just we really enjoyed this and uh you know Aaron had pointed out the fact that there's a lot that goes into Krampus, and a lot of people cover that. So we want to do something a little different. Um, yeah, we know it's not Philly based, but all we do is throw snowballs with D batteries in them at Santa. Yeah, we everybody already knows about that. Tradition. Yeah, we don't really have any lore here for the holidays. But um, my my tie back to um, our home is what we're drinking today. And it's Trogue's Mad Elf, which, if you're unfamiliar, is a Belgian strong ale. It's brewed annually. It's usually with cherry and some other component. This year, it's made with honey again. Other years, it's been nougat and vanilla. It's roughly always 11%, and it tastes more like a winter warmer, in my opinion. Um, Much like uh, 
our lore today, it is full of both danger and tomfoolery. Aww. Uh, it's Trogues is a brewery originally from Harrisburg that now resides in Hershey. Uh, however, personally, it draws the tie to South Philly for me. It was a holiday tradition of mine. Um, I started when I was 20 years old. There was a bar next door to where I used to work, where my ex worked, and the owner, very nice, uh, owned the franchise, and it was the only one with a bar he didn't know much about bartending at all. And he very sweetly instructed us to pour the beer into the Sam Adams glass, which is still a pint, just shaped differently, and he only charged $5. So my asshole friends and I would go there and try and kick this keg every night um, and see how many oh we could God. drink. Um, so... Honestly, everyone knows when you're much younger, you're you're able to hold booze not better, but you your body better. Can, you yeah. stand up more. But I will say the tradition has changed over the years. Uh, some years we we did like a a pairing. Like I, I think Trogues came out with like you would pour it with like Blizzard hops or whatever uh, seasonal things they came out with. But it evolved as we grew older, and uh, it's something that's been a, a part of my only holiday tradition because if you really do know me uh there's few things that i cannot stand that most people love and that's christmas football and dick grayson um so this is my only tradition we're gonna go into some some more fun icelandic lore now well i was gonna say i hate i always thought i hated mad elf I didn't realize they changed it so much every year. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know what, guys? If you don't, if you if you think you don't like Mad Elf, try it this year. It's pretty fucking good. I love Mad Elf. Uh, I also started to save it for like a year and make it even stronger. I used to have um, Christmas in July parties instead of like snowballs. We throw like water balloons and just. I thought you were going to say Mad Elf. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for you to say. Well, Mad Elf. no, twenty-two they- ounce beers at each other. Mad Elf's been a big tradition for me, and I. Brought it to these hoes because, you know, Those COVID, hoes. I couldn't do anything with it. And uh, I found this weird Icelandic lore and it kind of just molded together because Sam and Aaron are awesome. And they're like, we'll, we'll do that tradition with you. We're going to talk about Gria, the Yule Cat, and the Yule Lads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheers, ladies. And their they're little mama lady. Cool. So Gria, she's sometimes described as an ogress. Sometimes she's said to be like a giant or a troll woman. But that has a lot to do with the fact that in Icelandic lore, the idea of a quote-unquote troll is like super vague and doesn't apply to just a single species. But they are almost always hideous, or she is almost always hideous, uh, inhumanely strong, lustful, cannibalistic. Uh, Heroes are always tempted by troll wives in Icelandic lore and are generally advised against sleeping or sharing food with them because that's like a bonding. Yeah, sharing food is definitely fucking bonding. Tell me about it. Sounds like how people describe me. (laughs) Fuck off. Inhumanely strong, lustful, cannibalistic, always hideous. I hate you. I've never once used any of those words to describe you except cannibalistic. That's fair. Um, Yeah, so she has an insatiable appetite and craves the stew of naughty children. Doesn't her stew last like an entire year, which is fucking crazy. She just gets enough kids because... I wonder if she's friends with my dad. He got me a crock pot and like as kids, like I used to hate fucking soup because the only thing (laughs) he would make is just crock pot shit all year. Yeah, I guarantee your dad's friends with a 13th century (laughs) troll from Iceland. (laughs) I mean, maybe. Yeah, so her name, Gria, actually translates almost directly to the word hag. Mm-hmm. It's actually where we get a lot of our like imagery from. I mean, the, the imagery of the hag comes from a lot of different places. 
But yeah, she's one of the like big names in that. So she is so ugly, she supposedly causes death. Oh yeah, and she, she's she been married somehow three times, and she murdered her, I think, second husband because he supposedly. was, quote-unquote, too fucking boring. Yeah. All right, I mean, girl. Alleg- why I kill allegedly too. she killed him, and allegedly he was boring. The first guy she apparently like loved, and I think he just like died. Allegedly died. Um. Allegedly <laughs> loved. <laughs> um, so yeah, she almost always has goat horns, hooves, a large nose covered in warts, eyes black as hell on the back of her neck, and teeth like black and stone. She's got deformed nails and super long arms. And in some 13th century depictions, she's said to have many heads and as many as 15 tails, which they like directly relate to how many sacks she carries. Like she carries the sacks. With oh, her I'm tails. thinking about like ball sacks between ball sacks and like, like, like babies, like babies just bleh. <laughs> uh what like like, sacks of babies (laughs) no 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 like have you ever seen like science videos or like science fiction where like just like a sack of like uh, alien kids that just like break uh, through the sack what is it oh my god the only time i like that is in killer clowns when it's made of cotton candy (laughs) see but you know what i'm talking about where they just like break through the sack and they're like i'm like a baby monster primordial ooze disgusting anyway she carries around sacks. primordial sack dude sacks like christmas but (laughs) Instead of presents, they're, they're, they're bad kids. Or like kids that, yeah. I'm literally just picturing her now with like these weird ulcer like sacks <laughs> hanging off of her with fucking <laughs> children inside of them. It's hard not to. She's described like like an old hag with warts and stuff. So I'm just picturing her warts bursting <laughs> <laughs> into babies. Oh my God. <laughs> anyway. Well, back to it. Oh, um, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> Alright, so she only leaves during snowstorms because it immediately covers the fact that she has cloven hooves. I just picture her, like, scurrying through the snow. I really liked the way that she looked until you guys decided that she was going to be some weird walking space experiment. I didn't decide any of that. I also imagine her moving more like Trunchbull, where she's, like, going down the hallway in that one scene. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, Like, just trudging. Um, So, like, yeah, so the snow covers up her tracks, and she can really, like, super easily move across snow and ice, probably because she's from the fucking mountains. So that's, like, you know, a little description of the Gria. And then we have the Yule Lads. Sam, do you want to talk about what the Yule Lads, like, look like and... Cool. I like the Yule Lads. They remind me of us creepy, weird old men. So the Yule Lads are described as little old men with childlike minds and behaviors and also super ugly. Um, Originally, they were half monsters without a torso, usually dressed more similar... uh, Similar... Is everybody on the floor now? Yeah. What the fuck? Sorry, I, we, I don't have a screen. A yeah, let's start over. Originally, they were half monsters without a torso, usually dressed more similar to Santa, but <clears throat> due to an initiative in 1999 put forth by the National Museum, sometimes they uh, wear more traditional Icelandic outfits, originally depicted as uh, dressed in rags, too. So these little... Old men, but childlike creatures that were ugly as fuck were running around the snow in rags. So, which means that they would blast the nips and the balls every once in a while. Blasted nips. Uh, regardless, they are often seen wearing uh, red with black boots, white beards, 
and often carrying their favorite food. Yeah, so they're like a lot like mini baby Santas. Like they look a lot like Santa. They're really now. cute, and their their form of for the most part, their form of terrorizing people is kind of adorable. Oh my god, they're terrorizing. It's like not even terrorizing. It's just like mildly fucking with, and I think it's adorable. All right, so Yule Cat, um, which is pronounced uh, Yolakaturin? Yolakaturin. Yolakaturin. Don't punch us. Yeah, we're Don't punch us. I'm trying to do this, like, because I took, like, one year of German one six times in a row. I'm just an uncultured Um, swine who struggles reading in general. um, In English, and then we're like, here, read Icelandic. He is described uh, almost always as a black cat, of course. Um, with glowing eyes, he absolutely loves human flesh. I honestly couldn't find much about what the Yule Cat looks like. It's just a big fucking cat. Well, he's a big... F- he's, like, usually long-haired is what I've seen. Um, mm-hmm. Probably so he can prance around in Iceland. Cat lovers, don't hate me. I did go to a cat festival one time, but I really don't know the terminology. <laughs> um, it was free. Um, uh, I had a coupon. But they have, like, obviously the regular pointed cat ears but long wispy hairs that go above it a little bit longer so it almost looks like he has horns and in some depictions he does have horns cool um so there are written accounts up to the 19th century of all of these um beings i guess is a word we're gonna use but they first appeared in the 17th century except gria gria appeared in the 13th century so i found this like cute little thing it, it is basically about the colonization of iceland uh which sam actually found out that there are very few relations to denmark and iceland today shout out to olivia love you homie (laughs) but originally denmark came in and kind of like fucked with iceland for a little bit and i found this really cute quote that i thought was kind of a cute way to like show how this story was created So back when Iceland was a small child, Denmark told him that Gria, an Icelandic monster that ate bad children right before Christmas, who was really freaking terrifying, was going to eat them. Denmark then proceeded to dress up as Gria and sneak into Iceland's room at night. Iceland still has nightmares of that because it's really paranoid in the days leading up to Christmas. And then the dude's name was Darth Imperius. But yeah, so um, basically it's like remnants of lore from denmark that iceland took and ran away with um so it's pretty cool yeah i I found out that yeah denmark doesn't celebrate that like the yule cat lore anymore but their their lore is pretty cute too it's basically just like ours they just leave little bowls out for the elves yeah i mean it's crazy how many different like weird traditions traditions there are throughout all of europe Mm. like europe has such like varying traditions that it's like it would literally be like if us and jersey celebrated christmas differently let's talk about the lore of gria i put her first because she is the most also she's the mom of all these like peoples and animals so uh the august gria has 13 sons and she is on her third husband Lepilaldi, Lebeluthi, Lebeluthi. I'm never going to say that name right. Um, his name directly Lepa translates Luthi. to ragamuffin. Can we just call him Lep? Yeah, we'll call him Lep. Um, so she's a 13th century troll who lives in a cage, cave in an unspecific location in the Highlands. But a lot of people believe that she lives in the lava fortress of Dimmiburger, um, which is located in the Maivatin area of northern Iceland. But a lot of people acknowledge that, like, 
that's not really known. So no one really people will say she's from Dibby Burger, but she's like sure pretty much known to just be from like a random spot. Maybe she well, just has guess, vacation homes. Maybe. I mean, yeah. I feel like she has to. She lives in like lava fields. Have you guys seen the Demiurberger Mountains? I- Iceland's gorgeous, man. Yeah, so they're just like huge stacks of lava with natural pillars of like steams and caves and caverns. And throughout m- most of Icelandic lore, that's known to be the home of the trolls, which is why she's from there. I did read that some people thought that she was God's first attempt at creating humans and that she then banished her to Iceland because he made a mistake. That's fucked up. It's super fucked up. No wonder I love she wants Grilla. to eat all of his kids. You know what I mean? Like, God, I, hell yeah. If well, they were like, you suck and here are all my other like kids that are way better than you, I'd be like, I'm gonna eat them. Dude, capital G God, the way that we understand it right now, is kind of a fucking dick. Fucking douchebag fuck boy. I mean, that, that's coming from a Satanist, so like... Um, so she was once believed to be human whose family struggled one particular one winter like super hard uh, she was believed to have fed her first husband to her children that winter and that the cannibalism then changed them into monsters which Hell is why yeah. I said she might not actually like her first husband yeah I just read something where she was like I was sweet on my honey and he died and my other one was boring so I murdered him I don't just like Rila being dick. a bad guy guys like she was just trying to feed her fucking her kids, kids. dude I love the idea of Gria being like just like a dope ass like badass bitch coming out like what's up it's me and my kids I'm gonna get my money I'm gonna go home and take <laughs> care of them like I absolutely love that right and she's like my husband's lazy as shit but I still love him and he gave me 13 <laughs> fucking weird babies that like to do weird stuff and you know what? i'm gonna feed them this stew <laughs> all right so she said to come out of her mountain home on christmas eve with the yule cat to collect her lads because they go out before her we'll yeah. explain that in a little bit she's not she wasn't linked to christmas until the 17th century when she became a mother so she was she said to snatch up misbehaving children throw them in her sack uh and she said to have a few sacks uh-oh <laughs> She then boils them in a cauldron and eats them. So her husband, Lep, is super fucking lazy and generally depicted as, like, pathetic. Uh, Certain lore alludes to him fearing meeting the same fate as her past husbands, so it kind of alludes to the fact that she definitely killed and ate her husbands. She'll eventually kill him, too. He's probably just a fucking... She's a man-eater. Yeah, for real. Um, Hey, Colin Oates is from Philly. Well, I mean, like, they met in Philly or whatever. I mean, that's kind of cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. They had a free um, concert last year. Here in Philly. <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> All right, so... Just keep going. They can... So Let's get Hall and Oates to sue us next by using their song as our outro. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lep and Gria can only capture children who misbehave, and they have to release the ones that who, who have repented. Sure. So... Oh. So... <laughs> <laughs> They're said to collect the whispers of children around Iceland who are misbehaving. And once the winter sets in, she goes out to collect the naughty children and then creates her soup for the year. So basically, it's just a bunch of kids narking on other kids. But like, inadvertently, it's like a secondhand nark. Like, it's like if I was like, yo, did you know Sam did something really bad? And then all of a sudden they heard it and then they came and took Sam. It'd be very sad. That's fine. I'm ready to die. I would never let anyone take you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right <laughs> so it's just a bunch of manipulation stations so all these kids fucking suck and that's why she took them do you want to talk about yule cat because that's next yeah yeah sure sure um yule cat was likely 
to date back to the Dark Ages. The oldest written accounts were from the 19th century. Uh, in Scandinavian folklore, witches and uh, wizards would utilize uh, troll cats in various ingredients um, and make them do their bidding. Um, and, and the ingredients would be generally like dead man's nails and bones. Uh, shamans may also sometimes take feline form. They were said to be roaming the, the countryside during Christmas time. They would peer into people's windows at night, which is obviously very creepy. Um, but he was looking for new socks for children and, and learning if they had earned anything to do their uh, their chores. Uh, eating people who have not received any new clothes to wear during Christmas time, which I'm going to make a quick side note, which I think is what Aaron is going into next. Um, I feel like Yule Cat was originally created for kind of a fucked up reason. People who ran farms uh, would encourage their workers to produce as much wool as possible to in turn create things like sweaters and socks and whatever. And if you created uh, enough wool they would reward you with a sweater which is fucked up because you made that sweater basically um but the cat would come and eat you if you're not sporting your new clothes i don't know if that was uh because you were a shitty little kid like i once was and i feel like everyone was where you're like oh man socks again and you didn't appreciate what you got but the cat would come eat you because uh you were not sporting your winter clothes that you were given um it was used a lot by um, bosses who were running these like wool factories for so that it was like a great to create a greater means of production. That is like totally right. Yeah. But the other part of that is that they used it so that they could clothe orphan children. So they would. Say, That's what I was going to say. I saw that. Like, yeah. yeah, they did try and sugarcoat it in a way, but well, no, like it was someone... actually like a very, very good tactic. They they were able to clothe a lot of children by saying the Yule Cat would come to get them, but it was generally about the like goodness and humanity yeah. of clothing the entire country, which is, um, I mean, no, yeah, no, I, I. So that's what I was going to say. I feel like you're thinking about it in like a fucked up capital. Uh, capitalist uh mindset because that's kind of at first too i'm sure yeah 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 and like you know we live in you know capitalist america like of course that's how we think it's another reason i hate christmas but i don't yeah i don't think that like icelandic like like why that was a thing it was like oh you got rewarded with new clothing like you have to think about the fact that they're in iceland like their temperatures reach like below zero and they only have like five hours of sunlight during the winter time like clothing is very important and clothing is super important for people that can't afford clothing so like it does sound shitty when you're like living within a capitalist system hearing something like that and then you look at the reality of it where it's like they just need that to happen um yeah i mean i just think that like we view things a lot differently because we're trying to unview things you know, Ooh, you know what? what I mean? Oh God, that word just gave me a boner. Cool. Uh, <laughs> unview. Oh my God, unview. Like, un- ooh, awesome. I love the idea of like undoing things that are like damaging. So, like the idea of undo. Oh, yeah. So that's kind of the Yule Cat. You know, Yule Cat scares you into making clothing. Fair, fair. Get it? Or get he it. stomps and, and eats you and murders you. Yeah, and brings or, you home to mom. Or just like 
encourages you to give that fucking shirt that you haven't worn in five years to that person that asks you for a couple bucks in a really malicious way which i totally agree with <laughs> by, like, yeah by murder so after the yule cat uh we have the yule lads so the yule cat comes on yule or christmas christmas, christmas eve and the Yule Lads, which are the sons of Grilla. Oh, God. Icelandic pronunciation. All right. You want me to try it? Nope. Uh, Yola Sivi Nadnir. I think it's Yola Sve Nadnir. Oh, yeah. That sounds right. Yola Sve Nadnir. I don't know how to do Vs. No, we're just going to call it the Yule Lads. <laughs> Um, all right, so the Yule Lads, believed to have come from a combination of Santa Claus and Yolnezer, uh, which are gnome-like creatures who are kind to children, 13 mischievous pranksters who harass and rob people one by one in the last 13 nights before Yule. Each- I gotta say, it's really cute that we were like, hey, these Yule Lads are super adorable, they're super cute. And then they just rob people constantly. <laughs> Wait. Like, that's the most Philly fucking reaction totally. to like a tiny thing that robs you. The Yule lads sneak in through your window these days just <laughs> hoping for their favorite snacks. Uh, they leave small gifts and shoes of children usually placed on the windowsills. Not the children are placed on the windowsills. The, the shoes, shoes are placed on the windowsills. If the child has been bad, they get a potato instead. And it's not say, a nice potato that you can reuse. It is a it's rotten, like an potato. Old rotten potato. That's and sometimes fucked. there's other I would take a potato. Uh, but I will say they did used to leave a lot of other weird shit in the shoes. I just put potatoes because that was the most like So the shoe has been replaced with hanging socks on the wall. That's where our stockings come from. Nowadays, Yule lads are more like comparable to Santa Claus, where like the Yule lads um now are are said to communicate with the cat about children with crappy shoes or clothing. So they basically are fucking narcs back to the cat. Yeah. Um, stories of the Yule Lads have evolved over the years. The story was utilized as a warning against harsh and dangerous winters. Children who wandered off uh, rarely came home. So the Yule Lads were kind of there to make kids stay home. So the Yule Lads reached their peak grotesqueness in uh, 1746. The Danes actually issued a law banning the stories, uh, the stories use as an intimidation tactic against children. So they basically were like, these stories are fucked up because the Yule Lads originally around 1746 and prior were really mean um, and disgusting. Now they're cute and well- funny. A lot of that did have to do with the fact that it was the stories of Gria, the Yolikaturin, and the Yule Lads all together. Then they pulled them apart and they focused mostly on the Yule Lads. They took out this ogress and this like cannibal, or not cannibalistic, this like murderous cat just to focus on just these like 13 little fuckers who like kind of like ran around and did like silly stuff. (coughs) So. Um, this guy, John Arneson and Johan, Johan, I, I don't really know how to say this guy's name. So he was basically like a Brothers Grimm type sure. author of Iceland. Um, in 1862, he published this thing about the Yule peoples and Yule cat. So the stories came from East Iceland. They were popularized by the poems of Johan Ir Katur Lumin. 
Fuck, cool. I probably fucked that up. Love in it. 1932, again, I'm trying to do this phonetically and it's not happening. He proclaimed that no one knew who the Yule, where the Yule Cat came from. Uh, he was a member of parliament and a highly respected writer and poet who resided for the most part of his life in Reykjavik. He was um, consi- he was a consistent inspiration for the lore of these characters, yeah. as well as for uh, productions of composers, songwriters, and musicians. Bjork actually wrote a song about the Yule Cat, and there have been more than 200 songs and compositions that have been based off of this poem. The author himself was fairly political, and he actually, towards the end of his career, he became a spokesman for peace across Iceland and the occupation by foreign armies, which I just thought was super fucking cool. Like, the dude who made this lore super popular was also, like, a fucking revolutionary, and I love it. Um, So, in 1932, there was a published children's book called Jolin Koma, which means Christmas is coming. And in that contained the poems of the, of the 13 Yule lads that are, we are now, that we are now familiar with. And it's an integral part of Icelandic Christmas. And so let's talk about each individual Yule lad. Mm-hmm. So the English names are based off of Halbury Holmudson's. I totally nailed that. Uh, translation of the poem. <laughs> Uh, so Icelandic pronunciations are at the bottom of the Wikipedia notes. I am not going to try to pronounce these Icelandic names. Sorry. They're um, hard. I should note before this, um, Icelanders celebrate the 13 days of Christmas from the 24th to the 6th when the boys are all leaving. The boys all leave on the 6th or are all gone by the 6th. They leave on different days. Uh, they are entranced by Christmas lights on Christmas Eve. And that's when they start to leave. Um, so the first one, Hot Vodka, you want to take it? The first Yule ad is Sheepcot Claude. He comes in on December 12th, so he's already here. Uh, and he leaves on December 25th. He harasses sheep and steals their milk. He has peg legs slash stiff legs because he is very old. You can supposedly hear his knees creaking uh, and he looks for cookies and milk. So that is sheep caught Claude. Well, so basically, uh, this dude has like stiff legs, like his knees don't bend. So, so he's he... like fucking king of the hill. Yeah. He's like cotton. Yeah. No, ex- he's like cotton. Oh my God. It... So picture cotton. Like from okay, king exactly, of the hill. Because he's also coming... short. Yeah. Come... And he's old. <laughs> coming around. Fucking trying to fucking harass the sheep for and milk lick, and, and lick cookies. their teats. Because that's what I read was that this guy tries to fucking suckle on sheep tits. Weird <laughs> as fuck. So on to our next guy. Um, definitely not spelled as pronunciation. But as my pronunciation says, it's Gully Guck. Um, from December 13th to the 26th, which I don't know what day it is, but I feel like that's somewhere where it's past. It's yeah, past. So he's, he's already, already here. here. I feel like or that's there. that's where we are. Um, he hides in the gullies. Uh, do you know what gullies is? That's what I was trying to signal. It's yeah, like a it's gully like a, is like it's like a you know how like a stream carves out like a a bit of land and like, it, like trenches. It's oh, like a trench. I should really it's know like that. A, it's a like a naturally made trench. Yeah. Or okay. A naturally made gutter. Yeah. I, so. I should, of all people, know that. That's weird. All right. So what, he hides. People, you should know that. I like whatever. Um, well, anyway, he hides outside in the gullies and sneaks into cow sheds, and he steals milk. That's weird. He's a fucking weird, um, 
God, what is the name? Uh, help me here. Milk stealer? Always sunny. Milk, milk Always coil. Miss coil. All right, oh so we God. got. <laughs> He's we a coil. We got cotton. And we got the McPoyles. <laughs> so if you're a Sonny fan, he's a McPoyle. Um, he's the biggest and strongest of the brothers. But they're also mostly shy. And their favorite snack is meat and sweets. So I feel like I very much so relate to these fellas. You say that, but aren't I a gully gog? You, you are you a gully are gog. Better. But well, I just love them. And I love you, Aaron. So we'll, we'll that really it. makes this all... This mad dog is making us feel weird. It's not mad not dog. Mad dog. Fuck. <laughs> all right. So... Then we got Stubby. Stubby arrives on the 14th and he leaves on the 27th. He's abnormally short and he steals pans to eat the crumbs left on them. He's incredibly charming. Ooh. And he needs you to leave a ladder under the window. All right, so, but you want to talk about like weirdness. He needs you to leave a ladder under your window because he's too short to pull himself up. <laughs> And his favorite treats are skier, which I found out was a, an Icelandic yogurt, cool. and biscuits. Oh, hmm. Yeah. Healthy lad. All right. And then we, oh my God, that name is insane. Um, but it translates into spoon liquor, which spoon liquor. I'm not going to lie. This is my favorite one. I don't know why. Liquor? Yeah, I don't know why. Uh, so spoon liquor is also already here. He comes in on December 15th and he stays until the 28th. Uh, spoon liquor steals and licks wooden spoons. Extremely thin due to malnutrition. Used to suck his thumb a lot. His favorite treat is spoons. So does this motherfucker just eventually eat these fucking spoons? I mean, no, they do so make supposed- chocolate spoons and stuff like that for like hot chocolate now. So he could be like, yeah. Well, you're supposed to leave their favorite things out. That's why the end, like each one of these ends oh, okay. with their favorite thing. You're supposed to like appease them the same way we appease Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah. Where you leave out like milk and cookies. You're supposed to leave the spoon liquor spoon. Moving on to Pot Scraper, but it looks like Pot is Giffle. He's coming tonight. I, I was just about to say, what day is it? He's coming tonight. December 16th to the 29th. He steals leftovers from Pot's. And favorite cookies and milk and other sweets. Pot scraper is kind of boring. Listen, there's not that much shit in Iceland you can fuck with, so they all have to pick their own stuff. If you're mad about pot scraper, you're gonna be pissed about bowl liquor. Um. So bowl liquor, who arrives on December 17th and leaves on December 30th, arrives. Uh, he's not he, here yet. He's not here yet. He comes tomorrow. I clearly mm-hmm. don't so know what day it is. So, so he hides under the bed waiting for someone to put out their Asker bowl, which is like this weird bowl with a lid. It's like a kind of Tupperware thing, but it's made out of like ceramic. Yeah. Um, I also didn't mean to call it weird. I just mean I don't own one. So they they basically like put it next to their bed so that their pets can like lick off of it. So he steals them oh. and like licks them. Which that's I think very is, sweet. I don't know. I think actually, it's, it's cute. It's non wasteful. It makes me happy. Oh. That's very sweet. Um, Shrink your footprint, kids. Yeah. So his favorite treats are skeered, which is, again, Icelandic yogurt, and cookies and milk. And there's me, Door Slammer. December 18th, and he lasts until the 31st. Likes to slam doors, especially at night. He dies. What? He lasts until the 31st. I mean, I would just like to assume that they all just disappear into a poof. So he likes to slam doors, especially at night. I also found that 
not only does he like to slam doors, but he likes to stomp around the house in the middle of the night. So he's not just door slammer. He's just loud motherfucker. He's shitty roommate. Yeah, he's shitty roommate. (laughs) So door slammer's favorite treats are cheese and meats. I love cheese and meats. Anyway, (laughs) the next one is Sky Gobbler, which I think is very metal and also very adorable. Also, I don't mean to be rude. It's skier. Skier. Yeah. So, yeah, what I meant to say was skier gamer. But anyway, I still think it's very cute and also very metal. Anyway, he steals the skier, which is yogurt, apparently. But in my eyes, because I'm drunk, looks like Sky. He's easily confused. And his favorite treats are nothing. <laughs> Shut up, guys. We're drinking an 11% sorry, beer, I okay? You, I've been drinking booze before you got here. I put booze in my coffee. You right, sound like my grandma right gobbler. now. Now you're just screaming <laughs> and you're high pitch. That is literally how my grandma ah! sounds. Hey, Batman, what's Scare Gobbler's favorite foods? His favorite are not dairy. They're similar to yogurt. Everybody's drunk and we're all in a room. All right, so Sausage Swiper. On the floor. Sausage Swiper arrives on December 20th and he leaves on January 2nd. He hides in the rafters and steals sausages that are being smoked, which I think is super cute. It is adorable. He's very lighthearted. He's very nice and kind. And his favorite food is meats, like, obviously. But yeah, he would just sit in your smoking shed and steal all your shit. There's the window peeper. He comes in on December 21st and he leaves January 3rd. Um, The window peeper looks into windows for things to steal. He carries candles with him as he tries to peep peep through your windows. His favorite treat is pancakes and milk. So cute. Doorway sniffer. Uh, looks like uh, Gattapuffer. Um, he was said to be coming around December 22nd to January 4th. So he's into the New Year. He's got an abnormally large nose, which I don't know. I feel like that's unfair to say, personally. He uses it. He's used to locate a leaf of bread. Again, leaf, no, leaf, leaf bread. bread. Leaf bread. Which, again. It's just a type of Icelandic bread. Okay. All right. I was going to say, I don't know what that means. He uses his big nose to find leaf bread. And favorite treats and cookies. So he's fairly innocent as well. He just sniffs around. He's looking for his treaty treats. They're all kind of innocent. But a little kitty pie. Next is the guy who comes around on the 23rd of December, Meat Hook. So from December 23rd to January 5th, Meat Hook comes in and he uses his small little hook to steal meat. He was the smallest child when he was born and his favorite treat is meat. Crack another bear. So last but not least, we have Candle Stealer, who comes in December 24th and he leaves January 6th, which I had no idea, but apparently January 6th is uh, a big date throughout mythology, religious uh, beliefs. Christianity. Christianity. <laughs> I, yeah, Christianity. That's That's it. Um, it's the Epiphany, which is the end of the Christmas season, because that's supposedly when Jesus was christened. Or burn. 
Born. I feel like I said burn or born. So candle stealer follows children and steals their candles, obviously. The candles used to be made of tallow, which was an edible animal fat. Weirdly enough, voted uh, the favorite in Iceland. But beforehand, before I guess it was deemed like you had to stop making these Yule ads terrifying, he was the... Like one of the scariest? Yeah, the scariest. Probably because he provided darkness, which is... And he came on the last day. Now he's more of the favorite because he apparently brings the most presents. Well, we don't have anything that... Like, candles aren't made out of tallow anymore. So, like, he has nothing to eat. He still eats wax candles, though. So I'm like, maybe you're just, like, kind of fucked up during this whole situation. What if he's just, like, shady tripping? Because he's, like, Like, malnutritioned. I mean, like, I... I don't know if you guys know this about me. I'm not an ogress, uh, not a troll. Don't know how their biology works, but like maybe wax makes them trip. True. And his favorite snacks, obviously, yes, candles yes. and cookies. All right, word. So let's talk about some other Yulets that are like non canonical Yulets. The 72 other brothers. It is not 72. Yeah, There's not 72, a lot of them, but, but like, I did you know, not write about all of them. The, the people that were worth mentioning sorry other 60 some whatevers yeah i mean some of them kind of suck so i whatever yeah um so before the popularization of the 13 yule lads descriptions of the yule lads as a whole like varied a lot their the poems originally listed them as one and eight which i'm a big numerology fan so that could either equal nine or 18 if you like lore, that makes sense to you. If you don't like lore, that doesn't make any sense to you, but whatever. Um, so some were sons and others were brothers of Gria. And some stories only mention nine Yule lads. So an article in the Freda Bolided. Fuck, I probably fucked that up so much. You did really um, well. <laughs> by folklorist Arne Bjordson named 72 others. We have, and then I, I kind of put some of my like more favorite ones that I found. So there's this guy, the lung splatter, who carries a lung with him. He, it, 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 sometimes it's said to be his lung, sometimes it's said to be a sheep's lung, but he like puts it in front of his chest and like kind of like walks around and slaps it and then beats children with it. Hell yeah. <laughs> and he's Word. from the West Fjords. That he's fucking like- rules. <laughs> and then we got Ricky Arnfelsker, which I feel like I fucked that up a lot, but he's the smoke gulper. Mm. He sits on top of the ridges of houses, which I'm pretty sure I use ridges because I didn't know if that was actually what it was, but I'm pretty sure it's like where your roof meets your house. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like the point. Yeah, so he would breathe smoke from smoked, breathe in the smoke from smoked lambs and blow it in people's faces. And he haunted the West Fjords as well, the Southern West Fjords. So he would just go up to you and be like, Yo, you want to eat? Here's smoked meat smell. Well, it's like shotgunning. And then we got the two chicks. So we got Flotskotska and Flotnus. Fat suck. And. Fat nostril. Yeah. They're both from the West Fjords. They would steal melted fat by either stuffing it up their nose or down their socks. These two sisters were mentioned in a whole bunch of nursery rhymes, which is kind of how they got their, like, uh, origin. 
And they were said to, quote unquote, steal kisses from men, which makes me feel weird. I don't know if they were doing something a little bit more than that or like what. There's not really much description. Are they the only sisters involved? They're They're actually the only women involved. Besides Grilla. Yeah, besides Gria. I'm talking about, like, Gria's kids. And they're the only ones that do super sexual shit. Or, yeah. like, not super sexual, but, like, sexual shit in general. Yeah, like, semi-sexualized. It's like, they steal yeah. kisses. Like, why can't all of the Yule lads steal kisses? Well, they're stealing kisses, but they're also secondary characters. Like, they're not actual Yule lads. Which, like, that lends to exactly what you're talking about, where it's like, all right, if you're only going to mention women once, you're only going to mention them as side characters, and you're only going to mention them as sexualized beings. So, next, I mean, we just had two sisters, so we might as well go two brothers. Um, One of them is Lamp Shadow, and the other one is Not Loosener, and as with all the Yule lads, their names exactly describe what they do. One pulls out the nu- all the lights in the house, and the other one would loosen all the knots in the house. And then there's um, Skirt Sweeper, who is just pretty much a straight-up pervert. He would blow hats off women's head and rustle around in their skirts. So he would basically just make people feel uncomfortable. So he was included in Arneson's work. But he was written out by Faldefikir for the door slimer. So basically, like, in the original lore, you had this guy, Skirt Sweeper, who would go in and, like, fuck with all these women, because uh, apparently sexual assault was funny. And then <laughs> in the new lore, all of a sudden it was door slammer. So he was, like, given up for door slammer. All right, so it's most of them can be classified into what they steal how they play tricks or harass people, or their connection to nature. In East Iceland, a specific group of Yule lads came from the oceans and not the mountains, but that was something that I like really couldn't back up too much. It was just a thing that I had seen. As we finished the Yule lads entirely, uh, we looked far and wide for a quiz to find out which Yule lad we were. Not just we, a lot of our friends too. Which was yeah, fun. we did a lot of our friends too. So I had I was looking for like I mean I had said like twenty thirty minutes like trying to find a like quiz that would like tell me what you let I was. I just wanted to like find something that was super cute and fun, and it was like kind of fucking hard. But then we found one that was a little bit more accurate. So we all took the quiz. And I am Door Slammer. And just as a little reminder here, Door Slammer likes to slam doors, especially at night. And their favorite treats are meats and cheeses. I don't like meat. I don't eat meat. So yeah, which is super you can, weird. You can feed me a bunch of cheese. I love meat, which is non-surprising that I am the meat hook. But as Aaron pointed out, I am the smallest of lads. Yeah, so Meat Hook was the one who would steal meat using a hook. He would like hang in the rafters and like steal meat with a hook, kind of like I know what you did last summer. But yeah, so basically what we're saying is you can entice Batman with meat. And then what was I? I was uh, Gully Gawk, right? You were Gully Gawk, yes. I run around and steal milk, but like I hate milk. (laughs) 
I think milk is super weird. That's why I thought it was funny but, that you got Kalika. <laughs> well, because it's not even that you steal the milk. You steal the froth. So I'm a weird little milk stealer, and it like makes me feel like naughty. Dude, Gria's dope. So we really... So we're going to sit here and say that we really appreciate everybody who's listened to this rambling episode about some stuff we don't actually know about. There's a lot of times where I've been like, I'm pretty drunk. They're going to... Batman's a little drunk right now. Batman is a little drunk. We're all a little drunk. Not going to lie. We're drinking a couple of 11% beers. As well as the shot that I poured us. I also drink. Before I saw you. All right. So if you want to find us on social media. Also, we just caught that episode. Like it just all the sudden became cut. So we are on Instagram at area underscore 215. You can email us at area 215 underscore pod. No, area 215 pod at gmail.com. Yes, that's our, that's our Gmail. We you are can really find, bad at this. We You can find our website at buzzsprout.area215.com. Also, to all of our Patreon supporters, and by all I mean not that many, Patreon supporters, we really, really appreciate every little bit that you've given to us. We love you. We absolutely love you. And if anybody else finds it in their heart to give us a little bit more money, we might be able to buy better booze and make this more fun (laughs) for you. But while we're shouting out these Patreon people, we do want to call out this person in France who's been listening to us. We've realized there's a French person who has been listening to us for the like From every the episode. Like they are super supportive. And like just hey, like hit us up on like any of our stuff. You can text me. Um I don't really care. I'm not gonna put my fucking phone number on the internet why would you tell them to text you because i want to know this person personally because they've been so nice about listening to every episode we do need to give a shout out to our newest patreon member uh jen richer thanks baby yeah jen you rule dude you're like you're like the shit man we really appreciate everything you've done and if you want me to read a book specifically for you i'll totally do it because i don't know if we've ever said that we do have book reviews on our Patreon. If you subscribe to our Patreon at a $10 level, uh, myself, Batman, and Hot Vodka, we all are fairly avid readers, and we would like to like give you like suggestions for some books and stuff. General big ups to all of our friends who have been nice enough to either thank us and appreciate us for accuracy within this podcast or try to help us out and tell us that there's better information for us out there. Yeah. Um, we really appreciate all of our super smart friends. I feel like I keep saying appreciate because Matt Elf, We love weird. you. It's Christmas. <laughs> or it is Yuletide. In your earballs. Alright, so this is Area 215. Batman. Batman, can you tell me I love you. I'll see you later. Signing off, Batman. Until Panda! This is too much punishment. Signing off. Ave Satanus, motherfuckers. Ah! See you in another dimension, guys. Dimension, dimension! Merry fucking whatever you celebrate. <laughs>